Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. We're recording this on Thursday morning. I got Mark Paquette here, DFS MLB Weather on Twitter. And we're going to go over the early slate on FanDuel. It's a five-game slate. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. On We got a weird schedule for Thursday with so many early games, huh? And then the two late games. So it's a weird schedule, but... We'll just concentrate on the first five, the ones that start in the noon hour Eastern and then the one at 110 in Detroit. That sounds good. So the first game, we got Strasburg and the Nationals facing the Mets and, and Steven Matz. The way I see this game breaking down is kind of similar to the way I played uh, Wednesday night, which is your, your best ace is going against, you know, what we call a weak lineup today um, with the Mets. The Mets played a weird lineup on Wednesday, didn't really have – a lot of their bats in the lineup. It kind of looks like a, a roster is somewhat depleted and not playing that well. So I think Strasburg tomorrow, you know, on a one pitcher morning slate with only five games, he's going to be coming in heavily owned. The only reason why you don't play him is strictly for ownership perspective. He should stack up, you know, well against these Mets. Mets has been good, uh, but Strasburg is just, you know, a couple notches above. So I think you want to grab Strasburg in this game. Uh, you can get sneaky and maybe think about throwing a couple of Mats lineups out there, but not somebody I'm really attacking when Strasburg is facing them. And these Nats have gotten a little bit better. So I think the play in this game is to to, to lock in Strasburg 100% in your cash games. And then, you know, for GBPs, you want to try to get a little cute with a couple other people that we'll mention soon. You can, but, you know, try to get Strasburg in and try to get your value elsewhere. There's going to be some bats we can grab some value from in later games. Uh, Mark, how are you seeing this first game set up? Yeah, I mean, uh, Strasburg is obviously your cash game option for tomorrow. You're going to have to pay up, like you said. The only arms in that five-game slate that are probably even compared talent-wise are Tanaka and Boyd and maybe some Lyles uh, to to save some price. But, yeah, Strasburg is by far the best pitcher on the slate. You mentioned, like, GPP. Now, here's – I'm going to go – you're going to get – Pete Alonzo at some really discounted ownership tomorrow. Uh, maybe a one-off. Maybe you put, like, Cano around him, something like that. Uh, but, yeah, th- th- for cash, you're looking at Strasburg, and then you move on. Yeah, you mentioned something about ownership. Strasburg is probably going to come in, I would say, 50% owned. So if you want to get sneaky, you know, maybe grab Cano and Alonzo and hoping they hit a home run, whether early, whether late. They're going to come under-owned because everybody's, you know, pitching Strasburg tomorrow. So you're going to have to be different. It's a five-game slate. I wouldn't do it in my first lineup or my second lineup, but maybe in my fourth or fifth, I'm going to throw out a couple variations, which I don't typically do. You know, I'm a one- or two, three-lineup guy. But if there's an opportunity to enter some extra lineups for you, you know, it's not a bad option to throw in a couple of Mets just to try to be different. But let's head into Baltimore. we got one of the hottest teams in baseball right now that are battling in injuries but they keep on scoring runs um they're already scoring runs you know on wednesday they scored a bunch of runs on tuesday so we have tanaka versus bundy tanaka has been good bundy you know not a bad pitcher never really showed the you know consistency that you want in your starting pitcher so it's not somebody i really want to you know go against right now and and try to you know take a chance on him tanaka on the other hand has been really consistent as of late. He dropped 40 points versus Tampa Bay and then 49 points versus Tampa Bay. He's faced his Baltimore team in his first start and dropped 35 you know, versus them. So he's a pretty good um, option if you want to come on Strasburg, get a little bit of a discount. Um, he's a pretty good option tomorrow. And these Yankees bats have been hot. 
Bundy, like I said, is a guy that you can attack. Um, Bundy hasn't really showed much. He hasn't been blown up too often this year. So, you know, you might want to temper your expectations with the Yankees tomorrow. And it's an early game. So, you know, be on the lookout who's taking a rest tomorrow. So if a guy like Sanchez takes a rest tomorrow, you might want to, you know, possibly, you know, downgrade the Yankees a little bit. So when, when the lineups come out, you know, be sure to check out who's in the lineup, who's not in the lineup um, versus Bundy. But I think the Yankees are going to come in with some heavy ownership. Guys like Sanchez, Morales has been cheap, but he hasn't really been hitting, hasn't been too consistent. Hicks, Gardner, Frazier, Torres, you know, they're all playable here. So I think the Yankees are, are due for another good game. Uh, how do you feel about this game? And, and specifically, how do you feel about Tanaka against going, going against these Orioles? Well, the Yankees are one of the feel-good stories of the Major League Baseball season. With their incredible list of injuries, they just keep winning, like you said. Um, they did DH Sanchez Wednesday night and used Romine. So that gives me an idea that they will probably have Sanchez, one of the hottest hitters in all of Major League Baseball, in that lineup. But you're right, double-check and make sure. He may uh, be a DH again, but more likely than not, he'll be catching. Um Tanaka, like you said, not the upside of Strasburg, but he's very safe. And um, you, you can't necessarily go wrong there. Another thing to keep in mind, it's going to be a day game and it's going to be warm and humid. We've seen what the, the ball has been doing, uh, even when it's been relatively cooler the last couple nights. Tomorrow will be warmer and more humid. The ball should carry even better. Yeah, so be sure to check the, the Yankees lineup. Try to find at least two, three, maybe even four players in the Yankees lineup and stack these Yankees versus Bundy. You know, the, their bullpens are been depleted these last couple games in Baltimore. So they get to Bundy early. They're going to be facing the bottom half of that, that bullpen, and they're probably going to light them up and put up another 10 runs against them again. So I think they're, you know, one of the top stacks. We're going to mention one after this um, that's possible. But, you know, going into Pittsburgh, we have Jordan Lyles versus Santatella. Lyles? has been better he had a great game you know last game in san diego kind of shocked everybody everybody was on the other side of that game and he drops 12 strikeouts drops 64 points on FanDuel. he's had quality starts in the last three games but the price has crept up you know so when you see him at nine thousand versus the rockies i know he's at home i would still give tanaka the edge you know at 9800 and i would still give boyd which we'll be talking about a little bit later at 95 you know an extreme edge you know because he's facing the Marlins so I can see Lyles having another good game but due to his price I don't see you know the reward there you know based on the risk versus the Colorado Rockies and Lyles hasn't been that consistent you know over the years to really make me want to pay up for him on FanDuel and 9k um, so I'd probably lean to, to pretty much avoid this game Pittsburgh hasn't been hitting that well. Sensatella is kind of tough. He's not going to really, you know, blow anybody away, but he doesn't get blown up as well. He's had starts where he let up one run, three run, two runs, three runs, four runs, run run. He had one game, you know, in in Colorado where he let up seven runs, but everything else has been kind of muted. So I'm going to, for the most part, pretend like this game is not on the slate. If you want to get cute, get a couple lefties, whether it's Bell or Blackman, you can do so. But I'm going to stay away from this game. I think there's better games to attack from a hitting standpoint and from a pitching standpoint. Mark, do you feel the same way? Yeah, PNC, strong pitchers park. The one thing about it, it's extremely tough for right-handers to pull the ball, to hit the ball out to left field. So, as you said, if you want to do a couple one-offs, you look on the left-hand side of the plate in Bell and Blackman. 
Um, and you mentioned the price. It's really fascinating that basically Lyles is almost as expensive as Tanaka and Boyd. And Boyd is obviously has a far better matchup. And Boyd's price has crept down because of a couple of average at best starts. So when we get to him, I guess we'll have some more to talk about there. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna skip to the Toronto game. We have uh, Porcello versus Firebend. I don't. I never heard no, of this guy before. Porcello pitched Wednesday night. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So who do who do you see starting? You know, Thursday morning. ESPN has Ryan Weber or Weber, and I am not familiar with him. So the Red Sox have not officially done or officially named an opener, but they do have the Velasquez where they only expect him to go two, three innings. And I'm assuming that's what they're going to have out of this guy as well. Yeah. I see Weber, you know, listed somewhere. Porcello, for whatever reason, still listed on, on the fan new lineup. So that is my bad. And I forgot Porcello went on Wednesday. So yeah, it looks like Weber. I'm seeing mixed reports on the blue Jays as well, because we're doing this, you know, very early Thursday morning. So I'm seeing certain sites say Clayton Richard. I'm yeah. seeing this guy Firebend. Either way, this is probably going to be a smash spot um, for the Red Sox as far as hitting goes. They've been kind of cold, but this would be the game that you can attack them. From what I'm seeing right now, it's one of two lefties, both of which don't scare me at all. So this is a time to fire up those righties, Betts, Martinez, um, Chavez. These are the guys you want tomorrow. This is probably... Your your one or one A stack with the Yankees. I think tomorrow the approach is going to be, or later on today the approach is going to be, stack your Red Sox, stack your Yankees, and try to find you know a pitcher that works with your lineup. You know maybe for a one off you grab a couple of value guys, but you want these you want these Red Sox in your lineup and you want these Yankees in the lineup. And you know in regards to you know pitching, I would probably stay away from both sides here. Um, looks like it's a bullpen game. Maybe a spot star, guys that aren't stretched out. There's no reason to do so when you got Strasburg, Tanaka, and uh, Matt Boyd going in the next game. So I can even see guys like Vladimir Guerrero has been, you know, for the most part, heating up, hitting home runs, extra velocities up on all his hits. Um, outside of that, Telez, you know, might be an option for you. He's got some power. He's been hitting some home runs. He had two home runs on Tuesday. So he might be, you know, a sneaky little player that certain people aren't thinking about. But, you know, these Toronto Blue Jays, I know they've been hitting a little bit better, but I'm not really about stacking them. I've lost too much money this year giving them a chance in smash spots before, and they kind of let me down. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I'm going to go with the Yankees for stacks. I'm going to avoid both these pitchers. And do you feel any better about these Blue Jays than I do? No, not really. But you bring up an interesting conundrum then that you're going to have. You want the Red Sox, you want the Yankees bats. If you do that, you're mm-hmm. probably not going to be able to afford Strasburg, right? Well, we got to see, you know, it's, it's an early game, you know, it's an early game tomorrow. There's going to be some value, you yeah. know, hopefully a guy like Nunez finds a lineup at 2000 um, in the Yankees game. The Yankees have been rolling out some, some young guys um, that you might be able to grab. They're not that expensive as you think. You know, Ursula, 2,900, you can sneak him in. LeMay, who hit a home run, 36. Yeah, Yeah. Frazier is cheap. Morales, who keeps on stinking up the the field, is 2,600. You know, so there's going to be spots where you can grab even Gardner if you want to get exposure to that Yankee lineup but not pay all the way up. He's 2,900. So there's going to be guys that you can, 
you know, move around, maybe not have Betts, Martinez, and Sanchez and, Sanchez, and Torres right. in your yeah. lineup, but you can maybe get guys around there that can still hit. They're still professionals, and they're versed pretty some weak pitchers. So I think there's ways around it. Um, so I'm going to try my best. You know, we got to see when these lineups come out. I'm hoping because it's a day game, you can have a couple of value plays that, you know, you'll squeeze in at 2,200 or 2,000 or 2,400 to allow you to get, you know, those cheaper, I mean, those more expensive bat pitchers. But I don't mind going to a guy like Boyd. He's, you know, he's facing the Marlins. Yeah. You know, he's been really, really good to start the year. It's a pitcher's park. The, the Marlins don't scare me. Boyd has come down as far as price tag at yeah. 9,500. He still put up 8Ks, you know, last time out versus Oakland. He didn't get the quality start. He didn't get the win. So if he got that, he'd probably put up 40. He had a bad start versus Houston, but pretty much everybody these days are having bad starts for Houston. So if you rule that one out, He's got 31 points versus the A's, 43 versus the Angels, 52 versus Kansas City, 43 versus the White Sox, 31 versus Boston, 37 versus Pittsburgh. He's been on his game, not even counting the 59-pointer you know, versus the Yankees early in the year. So at 9,500, it's a very close call. I put him above um, Tanaka because Baltimore is starting to hit a little bit better and it's a, it's a hitter's park. And I think it's, it's very close between him and Strasburg. I want to see how these lineups break out tomorrow. If the Mets roll out one of these weak lineups again like they did on Wednesday, I still give Strasburg the edge. But if I need that that discount to get to 9500 that's a $1,500 discount, which is really good. I might lean Boyd over Strasburg. And, and if I had to make a decision right now, I probably would just to get those extra bats in. Because if you, if you start with Boyd, you average out around 3100 for your lineup. And 3100 you can do a lot with. You can still get, you know, a couple $4,000 guys, sprinkling a couple $2,000 guys, and you can have a solid lineup. So I'll probably be locking in Boyd over Strasburg, but I'll split up my exposure a little bit. So I'll probably have, I would say, 60% Boyd, you know, like 30% or 40% of Strasburg, and then probably like 10%, maybe 20% of Tanaka, depending on how these lineups roll out. I'm not really going to hit anybody in this game. Tigers don't do anything for me. The Marlins don't do anything for me. So, you know, that's what I'm looking at. How do you feel about the game? Yeah, you, you brought up a good point. I, I didn't realize that Boyd's last two starts are probably against the two best teams at hitting lefties. So I'm looking at him. He had a mini slump. Maybe what it, I really should be looking at is he was going against two A-plus teams when it comes to going against lefties. So let's just assume that he starts off on the role he was on in those last two games are chalked up just a really tough team. So if that's the case, I agree with your philosophy. And that's interesting. I mean, you if you start with Boyd, you get 3,100 for the rest of your lineup on FanDuel. Um, like Gio Urshela going back to the Yankees games, didn't play last night. He's going to play t- uh, today. Um, Maben maybe is someone that gets playing. I know he did play uh, Wednesday night, so he may or may not be in the lineup. But, yeah, I think getting back to the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Red Sox uh, and Yankees, Orioles, both the Blue Jays and Orioles have bad bullpens. The Orioles are by far the worst, but the Blue Jays isn't much better. They're both going to be in for a lot of usage the last couple of days. They're going to have to throw some really bad arms against some really good bats, and that's a good uh, recipe for DFS and offensive success. 
Yeah, and like I said, it's a day it's a day game. Um, I'm expecting, you know, with the lefty coming from Toronto, which is most likely what we're looking at right now, I'm expecting whether it's Pierce or Nunez Pierce, yeah. in that lineup, there's a two guys right there at 2,200 and 2,000 that you can sneak right in. Now, say you snuck in Pierce and Nunez with Betts and Martinez, you're still rocking with 3,150 with Boyd. And with that, you can do a lot of things. You know, yep. you can get a guy like uh, Torres, sneak him in there, um, who hit another home run. So Torres at 3,800. Then you just got to, you know, find a couple pieces. Ursula at 2,900. Now, I don't want to give away the whole lineup here, but it's very doable with Fandle with, with these guys at 2,200 and 2,000, you know, balancing out a guy like Betts and Martinez. So, you know, I think what you want to do is decide between Boyd and Strasburg. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other, but that's where I would lean with pitching. And then with these Yankees and these, and these Red Sox, find ways to be different. Find some value plays. Anybody can hit a home run in Baltimore. Toronto is a hitter's park as well, so... You know, they just need to run into one. They're facing bad pitchers who are going to end up, you know, going three, four, maybe five innings, weak bullpen. So that's what you want to do. It's a pretty easy slate tomorrow. The only thing you got to worry about is ownership. But I really don't worry about ownership too much in baseball. I try to be right. If I'm right, I'll be in contention. You know, I don't want to sway my picks based on ownership in baseball. Even though it's a small slate, you know, I'll lose with what I think is the best team rather than trying to be cute and be too different tomorrow. So that's where I'm at. Uh, you got any finishing points tomorrow? Is there any weather uh, concerns? Yeah, actually, and it looks like actually. the East Coast is pretty nice right now, but anything that you're worried about? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, well, Pennsylvania in general is going to be in for uh, a pretty nasty weather afternoon with severe thunderstorms, pretty likely. Uh, this is probably the, not to get too meteorologically nerdy, probably the biggest tornadic setup for PA for the uh, entire year. Not saying that a tornado will hit PNC, but just that the potential for some pretty nasty weather is there as we go through the game. Um, that could affect Jordan Lyles. It, there could be a rain delay basically at any point. So th- that's going to make me stay away from him even more than I already did. Like you said, I'm looking at Strasburg and uh, uh, who was the other guy? Boyd. Boyd right? yeah. Yep. Yep. So let me just ask you one thing. I just want you to tell the, to tell the listeners. So they can find you at DFS MLB weather on Twitter, but just, Tell everybody what your schedule is throughout the day as far as weather updates on our website, winddailydfs.com. When do you publish your first weather update? How do you break down the weather? What articles do you write, you know, specifically towards the weather so they can kind of get in a routine of following you on Twitter, but also following you on the website to kind of understand what your schedule is like? Well, I get up first thing and then I, I start looking at the schedules and I obviously concentrate on the games that have potential weather problems in terms of rain or thunder or all of the above. However, that's not all what I do when it comes to the weather. I have a chart that is on wind daily DFS that I do by hand. And what I try to describe is take away the pitchers and the batters and just use park factors and and weather factors, including temperature, uh, the dew point content of air, basically the moisture content, the wind, and when it comes to Coors Field, the elevation as well, and give a rating to each park um, in terms of each other, in terms of hitters, what's it based on, what's it looking like for a hitter, what's it looking like for a pitcher. And then I will update as, as much as I can during the day. Generally, on a normal slate like it was on Wednesday, I'm back 
in my office and able to do that after three o'clock. But tomorrow you'll be able to find my updates just on Twitter. And like I said, the only one to really watch out for is Pittsburgh. Okay. And just so our users know, we will be adding a Slack channel right now. The writers are in there and we're talking about Win Daily DFS and we're helping each other out, but we're going to start inviting, you know, some of our users to our Slack channel and Mark has his own channel within Win Daily DFS. Well, he'll be updating weather, giving you some insight. You know, it's gonna, it really makes a difference. This weather makes a difference. Like everybody thinks Texas, oh my God, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. The ball's going to fly out. But yes, that does take place probably 70, 80% of the days. But like we saw on Tuesday, kind of surprised us. It was a little bit cooler, not as humid. The ball doesn't carry as much. And we did see a lower scoring game than we saw the last couple of days. So you got to keep an eye out on not just rain. Obviously, rain is the big one. So you don't want to get stuck with a pitcher and a rain delay and he doesn't come back out or a game getting postponed, God forbid. But you also want to look into the deeper details of wind like like it was in, in Wrigley Field on Wednesday or the humidity like it is in Texas on a given day. So it's really important to kind of get an edge, and we're going to try to provide that edge to you every single day on WindDailyDFS.com. Uh, that's it for the show. We have a late slate, but it's only two games. It's not too much to break down. We'll have an article about it that you can check out. There's three or four articles going out a day, um, sports betting articles, prop plays for sites like Monkey Knife Fight. We have promotions on the site, so check it out. Um, and the projection models. The projection models are getting better as we're getting more data as the season goes on. They'll get better every single day. So check out the site, winddailydfs.com. It's free content, free registration, no credit card needed. Just hop on the site, and we'll help you out as much as we can. If you have any questions, you can hit us both up on Twitter. And uh, we hope to have you have a profitable day today. And hopefully we have a good weekend coming up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be doing shows every day, producing content every day. And uh, we hope to hear back from you soon. Mark, anything to say? Awesome, Jason. Great job. And, yeah. Join in, hit us up on Twitter, communicate, interact. And the more likely that you interact, the better we feel we're going to help you. And we'll see you in those coaching channels. All right. See you guys later, man.